Talk Radio. Welcome back, fellow patriots. Just want to take a moment out and pray for all of those who are suffering from the floods in Kentucky. As of now, there's over 12,000 people without power. At least 30 deaths have been confirmed. 500 people were rescued over the weekend. And there's more rain in the forecast. So prayers are going out to fellow Americans in Kentucky. And I pray for the best for all of you. And of course, now we have fires again in California. We have the McKinley Fire. It spread 80 miles over the weekend in the Klamath National Forest at the Oregon border. It's now declared the state's biggest fire so far this year. So far, two bodies were found, tragically, still in their cars in their driveway, trying to escape the flames in Klamath River, where almost every home has burned down to the ground. Thunderstorms hitting the area. The worst part of it, you guys, it's only 0% contained, and it's spreading. Hundreds of homes are being threatened, and they are evacuating. And I just got confirmation that it's grown to over 55,000 acres while embracing for more thunderstorms and hot conditions. Sending prayers out to all those affected by the fire. You know, California has been known to have fires every year, right? Is it just me? Or have you guys noticed too that since Obama had open borders, and we all know in the terrorist playbook, Part of their takeover is to spread fires. California, for several years since Obama, I mean, they'll have their big fire, you know, every couple years. But haven't you guys noticed that year after year, it's like California is burning down. They are actually having cities burning down. I'll never forget Paradise up north of San Francisco, where over 100 people perished because the whole town went up in flames. For the longest time, they kept blaming PG&E. And then the workers on the ground were saying that it wasn't. There's strange burn marks all over the place. I mean, if you look at some of the, f- the photos of the house after house in these towns, and the trees were still standing, but the houses were burned down. I've seen the photos, I've heard the reports, and I've actually talked to a few of the guys who've discovered it. They agreed something wasn't right there. And then we have... China and Russia with their satellites that have lasers that actually hit Earth. And one of the reasons President Trump started the Space Force almost immediately after taking office. Something is going on up in space. I remember too, I'm sure you guys do as well, not long after President Trump took office, Russia was testing and shooting missiles in outer space just to try it out, a trial run. And of course, with Trump's strength and strong leadership, he gave us the Space Force. But it makes you wonder what their capability is when you find burn marks in towns, in cities that don't normally burn down and they blame PG&E, which is their power company. Something isn't right. And make no mistake, there are other fires. There was a huge one in Montana, Colorado, Nevada, there have been many fires, even Arizona. But we're talking about California because they seem to be the main one. And there's that one that's going on currently. 
in Northern California by the Oregon border. The federal government owns nearly 58% of California's 33 million acres of forest lands, while the state only owns 3%. (laughs) Joint state-federal management is crucial to California's overall forest health and wildfire resilience. This government needs to go back to the old days where they funded the U.S. Forest Service which allowed them to hire a lot of forest rangers. You know, instead of giving billions to other countries that we don't really know, I'd love to see the books, like all the 63 billion that went to Ukraine. I'd actually like to see the itemized list of where all of that money was actually just being distributed to, wouldn't you? We need to take care of our own. I'm not sure if you guys are aware but the national forests are largely forest and woodland areas owned collectively by the American people. That's you and me through the federal government and managed by the United States Forest Service, which is supposed to be a division of the United States Department of Agriculture. However, we, the people through the federal government seem to have a lot of money invested into this service, which is fine. But we need to take care of our forests and the wildlife that live in the forests. I've got a good one for you. When you guys are having a dispute with a liberal and they're saying, well, PolitiFact or Politico, they said this or they said that. Facebook fact checkers said this. (laughs) Did you guys all saw? I mean, help me out here. You guys saw the phony, poor acting by AOC and Omar and a few others that got arrested protesting abortion in front of the Supreme Court last week. You guys saw that, right? Where it was a super hot day and those girls were wearing long sleeve shirts. That's a red flag right there as a setup. They are Democrats, by the way. And they pretended to have handcuffs on their behind their backs. Remember that? And then AOC puts her hand up and does the fist like a good little Nazi soldier. You guys are not going to believe this. I had to show this to a liberal friend of mine because she, in fact, was like, well, PolitiFact says that that's not true. Well, it's not a very reliable source. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Here's proof. On July 20th, Last, so I guess it was maybe two weeks ago, I stand corrected. PolitiFact put out a statement, and I quote, No, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did not fake her arrest outside the Supreme Court. It took place on video and was corroborated with news, reports, social media postings, and the offices of other lawmakers who were arrested alongside her. (laughs) We rate this post false. That's a fact checker, you guys. They told a person who said that she faked her arrest that we all witnessed and why they were wearing long sleeve jackets that her post was wrong. Someone needs to fact check these guys. That's for sure. And I noticed and have heard on Facebook, many people are getting 90 day restrictions for even posting a meme that was a joke. (laughs) You can't even post jokes anymore. 
They call it disinformation. It's so bad that one of the top economists posted a recession analysis, and he got most of the stats from the White House. Philip Magnus is the director of research for American Institute for Economic Research. He posted on Facebook this information, and he was fact-checked and was told he was wrong. (laughs) So Philip Magnus called it Orwellian of a political entity, and he also brought up PolitiFact, partners up with Facebook, and caters to this White House. (laughs) He said he shared a screenshot of the post to Facebook and got nothing back from them, which proves they're using political talking points in lieu of actual fact-checking. They're stepping in and becoming partisan actors to this White House. (laughs) I mean, it's just so amusing. And he added, the Inflation Reduction Act is very concerning. He states, he thinks the White House is playing catch-up. The real problem is the White House ignored inflation as an issue last year, basically calling it transitory. They were pretending it would magically go away. Now they're finding themselves over 9% year over year as the projected inflation rate and their tax and spend agenda doesn't work, causing the problem we Americans are feeling day after day. And I was listening to him a little bit more and Philip Magnus had a strong comment to the White House. And I quote, if he was advising Joe Biden, he'd tell him to be honest with the American people. Quit lying and trying to manipulate the term recession and inflation. Well, there you go, guys. (laughs) PolitiFact, there's some ammunition you have in a debate or discussion with a liberal who relies on PolitiFact or relies on Facebook and a few other liberal sources that just are not factual. Still cracks me up that Facebook fact-checked an economist on the economy. (laughs) It's just, you just can't make this stuff up. So the Inflation Reduction Act is better known as the Schumer Manchin tax increase on everyone. You know, Joe Manchin is being duped again. He claims that the American Care Act, he was duped and he was misinformed. Why does he not think he's being misinformed now when you have top economists stating that it's going to increase taxes on everybody, right? 16.7 billion tax increase on Americans earning less than $200,000 a year, $14.1 billion tax increase on Americans earning two hundred to $500,000 a year. That came from the Joint Committee on Taxation. And other economists confirm that would be accurate. Sorry, Joe Manchin. You might be, you know, thinking you're doing the right thing, but I am in fear that you are not and you're going to regret signing this. So we have to rely on Cinema to do her research. And that's one thing we can say about her, the Senator from Arizona. She does do her research and she hasn't said one way or the other what she's going to do. So I will give her that. (laughs) She is at least doing her research. So all we can do at this point is pray that she turns it down. 
Even the Wall Street Journal last Friday put out a post on the Schumer Mansion tax increase on everyone. And I quote, taxes will rise by $16.7 billion in 2023 on Americans earning less than $200,000 a year. Taxpayers earning between $200,000 and $500,000 will pay $14.1 billion more. This gives the lie to Democratic claims that no one earning under $400,000 will pay more taxes under the bill, a promise Mr. Biden also made in his campaign. If Arizona Senator Christian Sinema and other Democrats want to sign up for tax ball and chain barely three months before an election, they will be responsible for the economic consequences. Their new tax on workers is unlikely to be a political or economic winner. So, you know, that might be true. But my fear is, is people probably won't realize it until they pay their taxes in 2023. And many voters will forget about it come November, as this administration is creating one crisis after the other, which is their MO. Where is it going to stop? So Republicans, they say that Manchin agreeing to signing this bill will increase inflation. One thing is not to raise taxes during a recession. And another one is massive government spending. This 725-page Inflation Reduction Act, this bill is over a billion dollars a page. Joe Manchin was saying that part of this bill will reduce gas prices because it has them allowing the oil companies in America to increase oil production. He's being duped, my opinion. Already they've seen that they're giving permits to oil companies to produce oil, but they're not giving the permits to drill. And that putting it into the equation, how much it will cost the oil companies to start. They will have to raise money again with investors. And I'm not sure that investors are going to want to invest in something that's not a for sure thing with these new Green Deal hypocrites that are in our White House. So with 30% of the baby formula shortage still in America, this is 2022, so they stopped talking about that. Gas prices are still through the roof. And that's from his policies. You know that, and I know that. And why his approval rating is just sinking and sinking to the lowest numbers of any president since they first started polling back in the early 1900s. I mean, what do you expect? Joe Biden has lied every time he opens his mouth. He can barely talk. He falls all over the place. His wife called Hispanics tacos and bogadas. <laughs> Even on the campaign trail, Joe Biden said he wasn't the socialist. And that appealed to those who hated Trump because they were told to hate Trump. And they didn't want a socialist. And Joe Biden claimed to be a moderate, more towards the center, Democrat. And that's what the people wanted. And it turned, didn't turn out that way, which was another big lie, a hoax. He turned out to be a far-left socialist. And one of the reasons he won the nomination for the Democrat Party of a very poor choice of candidates 
And if you guys haven't noticed, all of those poor choices of candidates are all in this administration. In key positions and talk on the street is there's a lot of chaos and panic in the White House. So the Washington Post tries to save the day saying that if Biden isn't the nominee, here's who runs and wins. They have Kamala Harris, the number one choice. (laughs) She has currently three point less approval rating than Joe Biden. So the Washington Post is saying that she's the best to replace Biden and states that she's charmless gaff prone <laughs> and not particularly beloved by voters. And boy, don't we know that and why her state of California isn't doing that great, is it? So they forgot to mention her staff hates her and many quit already. So number two they have is Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete. He's horrible. Where he was mayor For all those years, the amount of people who fled his town was like 11%. And the third person is Gavin Newsom. Oh my gosh. And then Gretchen Whitmer. Telling you guys, there's something crazy about that lady. The first time I heard her speak, I was like, okay. And within a minute, I was like, "Uh uh-uh. She's got that crazy look in her eyes. Something's not right with her. And she's proved me right. (laughs) And the fourth is Amy Klobuchar. She's another strange person. We're in trouble, guys. And they have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Because I guess during the campaign, by the time the nomination or she would take office, she'll be of age at 35. (laughs) The one that has a 400 and something credit score, who is a porn star, and a bartender to be the leader of the free world. Are you kidding me? Sounds like another kickoff of Obama. I tell you, George Soros really knows how to pick them. We've talked about this before. He picks people who are not that smart. I mean, when AOC went to Washington, do you guys remember she got a GoFundMe page to get there because she didn't have the money to get there? And then she freaked out at the sink because she never heard a garbage disposal. She didn't even know what one was. I mean, that's fine. But my point is, is she's the perfect person to be controlled by George Soros. She's not smart and she hasn't had very much. And you give her power. I mean, it's a whole different mindset when you have that kind of power in the elite. And that makes her easily controlled because she craves the power. So she'll do anything to keep it. She'll do anything they say. And that is exactly what Elizabeth Warren, Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, the Clintons, they're all very corrupt people given power and they are easily controlled and manipulated by the globalists because they will do anything corrupt and evil to keep that power. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless the families in Kentucky, in California, the homeless, our veterans, and fellow patriots. Stand strong, you guys.
God has our back. I have faith. He won't let us go down without a fight. Be back tomorrow. You're listening to Talk on the Street with Laura Marie.